Welcome everyone, it's Sam Mackay here from Enterprise DNA and you're listening to the Analytic Mind Podcast. I have a great guest today, Alex Badiou. Now Alex is part of the Enterprise DNA community, he is part of the Enterprise DNA experts group because of the fantastic work he has been doing in the Power BI challenges that we put on at Enterprise DNA. Now Alex has been producing some of the highest quality Power BI reports I have seen, I've literally seen anywhere myself personally, and and I would say that most of the enterprise DNA community agrees. Some of the creativity he's using, some of the techniques that he's implementing in his reports, you know, he's really building analytical solutions of the highest quality. And I think, and I thought it would be a great idea to get him on to the podcast to discuss his thought process around how he is actually implementing these solutions because we want to make sure that we are inspiring others inspiring you who, who who may be listening to this content around how you can bring together a lot of creativity in your report development and alex had a range of great ideas around how to do this he's calling in from paris as well so and he's got a lot of great experience in for the financial area so we, we touch on that a little bit but you know he's you know there's there's many good takeaways here not only in micro stuff around power bi development or just analytical development but also some more high level things some macro things around how to get engagement of your reports throughout a large organization organizations with a large geographical footprint you know a large number of stakeholders etc you know how you can really push your analytics initiatives out to the rest of the business and how you can do it super effectively. So lots of great stuff. So looking forward to diving into this one. Before we do, don't forget there's many ways that you can actually consume this content. Now, you know, this particular episode and in the future, we have obviously the ability to listen to it on your favorite podcast app. We have the Enterprise DNA YouTube channel where we place the entire interview up as well. We have the analytic mind youtube channel which has small segments of each different episode and also on the enterprise dna website we have a section for all of our podcasts with summaries and we're working on transcriptions as well which will be coming very soon Um, so many different ways that you can consume this content and we look forward to you know producing more and more of it uh, as we go we're still still young uh, still you know getting going here but you know i'm feel like there's enormous value being curated here on the podcast, especially in this sort of data and analytics uh, niche. And I'm looking forward to bringing that together even more in in the near future. Let's round off this intro and uh, jump into the episode. Thanks everyone. Welcome everyone to the Analytic Mind podcast by Enterprise DNA. This is a podcast which dives into a range of different ideas and tips to empowering a data-led culture within organizations. We want you to develop the analytic mind to create immense value for yourself and your teams. Welcome everyone to the Analytic Mind podcast. Got a really exciting episode for you today. I'm here with Alex Badiou and Alex is coming to us from Paris in in France and Alex is one of our uh, you know, a big part of our community at Enterprise DNA. He's one of our Enterprise DNA experts and has been almost like a, a, a pillar of the Power BI challenges. 
creating some of the most incredible Power BI reports and designs and, and navigation experiences that I have literally seen anywhere. So I'm super excited to try and dive into Alex's mind and and see how, how he thinks about and goes about creating his work inside of Power BI specifically, but also just maybe, uh, learn a little bit more about how he's applying it within, within his organization as well. So Alex, I might just throw it over to you if that's all right. And maybe do you just want to give us a bit of an intro, just sort of describe who you are, what, what you've done in the past, what you're doing now. I think that would be really good to start off, to kick things off that way. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sam. So my name is Alex, and uh, I'm uh, living uh, and working in Paris, France. I'm working in uh, finance department. I, I studied finance and started working in controlling here. I had several uh, jobs, so several positions. I worked in controlling. I worked also as a business analyst. I work also in uh, project management and developing uh, informational systems. And then I switched to business intelligence and work with uh, different visualization tools, working with Tableau and then with Power uh, BI. Cool. And who do you, and where, where do you work currently? So I'm working in Edenred in France. Mm -hmm. It's a multinational company with very international and uh, especially deployed in uh, in Europe and also in uh, in United States and uh, South America. Mm -hmm. And is it like are we talking tens of thousands of people in your organization or or less than that? It's uh, ten thousand around ten thousand. Wow. Amazing, amazing. So you've you've had a varied background, and I, I think it's important for us to sort of set the stage a little bit because somehow through your varied background, you've been able to collect this knowledge around creativity and report development that is incredible like some of the you know some of the submissions that you've been posting in, in the community in the enterprise dna community and in, in the power bi challenges are just absolutely world class and so i just want to try and understand a little bit more about where you think you were able to learn how to bring a lot of these things together you know to to, to actually build really superior analytical models. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just, we don't just have to talk about Power BI here. It could just be, you know, anything to do with analytical solutions. Like how have you sort of built up your experience level to be able to create such high quality output? I think it's, it's coming also with the experience. I mean, I started doing analysis in Excel in finance and I was producing a lot of tables and a lot of variances. So I had to do all kinds of uh, small adjustments to send to, to people. And I realized when I was doing uh, reports in Excel that people were reacting better when they had something that was better visually. So it was something that was presented in a, in a good way. And uh, so all, everything started with the analysis part. I think this is the, the most important part. It's, uh, it's conveying and building the message you want to, to, to send. And for the visual part, I think I was all that I, I was. I always liked the the visual aspect. I mean, when I was in high school, I was developing uh, dashboards in Flash, so a technology we do not use very much today. But even though I didn't know it will help me in the future, maybe it helped me with the the design part. And then uh, now in 2015, 2016, I discovered Power BI. And uh, I switched from Excel to Power BI. I started to do my first dashboards, which I, I looked uh, I looked uh, today, and uh, 
They were not that bad. I mean, I can say that uh, I had uh, some good reports even in the in the beginning of uh, of uh, Power BI. When I started working with Tableau, which is the other data visualization uh, uh, tool, I, I really started to to pay attention to the visual part. So I started to learn a lot about storytelling and about how to send a message and about and about all the the design aspects. And also, of course, in the company, we are doing a lot of presentations, so we use all the time on a PowerPoint. So in time, you also learn how you create your, your PowerPoint and how you create your story so that people can engage with what you present. And at the end, you, you have feedback or you have an action plan so that you can go, go, go farther. So I think I'm trying to build the same things in the, in the reports. And uh, I know that uh, you have to pay attention more to the design and uh, on the analysis when you create something in Power BI because maybe you'll not always be there to explain to people what, what is the message you want to, 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 to say, what, what is the finding you, you want to, to put in front of them. So uh, I'm really trying to create something that is very clear, uh, one message per page or per analysis and uh, and trying to to write uh, titles subtitles and comments that then that will help users understand what i want to say that's brilliant i mean there's, there's, there's a lot of great ideas and tips and the answers that you just gave and i'd like to just dive into that a little bit more because not everyone has this creative spark but it's obvious that you have built you know you've built yours up over over time you obviously when you were when you were a little bit younger, you 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 had a sort of creative aspect to how you approach things. But how do you think? Like, what are some things that you've used to to really excel in the design and the creative side of things over you know over over time? Like, maybe maybe some some resources or some ideas about how others could you know be able to learn how to create compelling looking reports because i just want to i mean one thing i'll just add before that is that this this to me the the creative side is is almost the it is is probably the biggest thing that is missing from so many reports that i see and i and i've always had a had a philosophy that making sure things look really compelling is absolutely crucial for that engagement of your consumers and your stakeholders etc so that's why i really want to dive into it because you know, I, th- I think that everyone can really leverage off how how you've sort of built yourself up to 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 where you are at now. What I think it works very well is uh, is the challenges. The challenges that are organized by Enterprise DNA are the perfect uh, spot where you can train, where you can test, and where you can have feedback. I think feedback is very very important when you want to learn and you want to improve because you will see how people react. And you know that in, the, in an environment that is completely open, when people are open to give their feedback and be, be honest and say, okay, this I think doesn't work that well, or this works well, I think this is really uh, helping and it gives you confidence to, to test more and to try things that you never tried. I think that when you are in the working environment, you will not take the risk you use things that you already know that work well. But you need a space, you need a, a lab where you can test new things and you can learn from others. I mean, 
I think creativity is really uh, something that comes with training. You, you see what others create. You try to, what I'm doing also when I, when I see the, the challenges, the, the submissions of the, other, of, of the other members, I'm trying to take notes. I'm trying to take, uh, I don't know, print screens and say, I like this. I like this because it was used there. So in time, even in my challenges, I can, I can see that I'm starting to use some aspects, some visual elements that were used by other members. And maybe I, did, I use them in a slightly different way, but I think they, they work well and they work well for the others. So it should work also for me. And, and yeah, I think you don't, you, don't, you don't have to be afraid. I mean, if you, if you do some mistakes, it's, it's no problem. I mean, who, who can judge? You just, you just want to test and you want to improve. And then with, with time, you're going to see that all the sites where you, you go, all the applications, you'll, you'll, you'll find out that you have a new navigation that you can put into Power BI. You can see some UX UI elements that can be interesting. Uh, you can read a book about dashboards. You can read a book about UX UI. I think all these elements are helping, are helping us create better dashboards. I love that. I love that. And I think that you're exactly right uh, about the Power BI challenges that we run at Enterprise DNA. And, and this isn't something that I even planned out when I decided that we wanted to do this, is that it's an incredible feedback mechanism for testing out all of your creative, creative thoughts and your ideas around Power BI um, implementations and, 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 and report building. Uh, so that's been a, a, a fantastic ancillary thing that has been developed with with the Power BI challenges. Um, so it's great to hear that even even yourself uh, has been really benefiting from participating. And I know and I know for sure we're, we're all we're all benefiting from your from your participation as well. Just learning how you've uh, put some of these some of these together. And and I also know that uh, you're you're going to maybe create some content for for us as well. Some some actual video content, which I'm super excited about because you know it's just some world-class stuff that, that is being produced. Now, um, we, you mentioned storytelling a little bit earlier. And I, I want to I get your vibe around how you think about telling a good story because this certainly is uh, one thing that, that I always get out of reviewing your submissions is that they, they always just tell a compelling story. And it's something that if I was a stakeholder within an organization, and I was able to have a look at this report every day and would tell me a, and tell me a new story based on the new data that's coming in. You know, it, it's something that I would, it would become like mission critical for, for me. I can just, I, I can just imagine it. And so I want to understand how you think about your storytelling, you know, and, and, and also you may some tips around how others can do it. Yeah. So storytelling, it's, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things to say about storytelling. It's something that you prepare. It's something that where you need to, to, to have a plan and you need to think about who is the target. So who is the person who will see the, the report? This is very important. And what is the position of that person? So in the sense that when you're an analyst, I think all the analysts have the, they are used to make analysis where they, they put in front facts, 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 facts. And at the end, they, they put some I don't know, some solution. But when they present this to some managers, some CFOs, some CEOs, they, what they're interested in is to seeing the solution 
and then finding out the facts. So sometimes when you do this kind of storytelling, you start with the solution and then you, you, you make your, your story with the facts and you describe all the, all the elements. So this is one kind of strategy. Another strategy is to have to, to follow a story path, meaning that you, you have a, a beginning and then you have a conflict. So you have a tension that grows and then you have the, the, the problem and the, the solutions. And then you go to, to I don't know, to the, to the solutions you want, to, you want to put in place in order to solve the, the problem. So I think this is the natural way for people to, to describe or to tell a story. And it's the, the, same, the same path you have to do when you create, uh, create reports. But I think this is the, the most element part is to really understand what you want to do, to whom you have to do it, and what is the, the journey, the, the path the, the user will take to, to get to the end of the story. So I think, yeah, if you think something like this, it, it can vary. But yeah, that's, that's why I'm using in the reports all the, all the techniques to, and all the navigation to, to say the story, but not everything once, you know. I'm trying to do some, some steps and uh, to, to give also a, a, you know, a pleasure uh, for, the, for the end user to, to navigate and to test and to, to find answers to their questions. Is your does your story evolve as you're developing your report or are you are you sort of writing down how you want to tell the story right before you even do anything like right at the start so right at the start i'm trying to understand what is the purpose so i'm trying to really understand the data and uh, everything i have uh, and i'm pretty fast i'm starting to to write the main idea so I, I want to, to be really focused on, on, the, on the subject. So I'm, I'm trying to resume all the problem to just one set, sentence or, or two sentences. Then I'm, when I'm trying to, to, to create uh, the, the, the reports, the story might change a bit in the, in the sense that I can try to, to say something. I'm trying to do some visualizations or some techniques. And sometimes it's not that easy. I can't really uh, find or I can't really create exactly what I imagined in the beginning. So there's this tension, this interior tension that you have to, to handle and all, the, all, the, all these, uh, these aspects in order to, to rebounce and to find new solutions to, 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 to create the, the story you want to, to, to create. But you know, in the beginning, you, you set the, the, the path you want to, to take. And then it's just the, the way you describe your, the story. What I think, to, to me, it seems like you've got a bit of a framework around how you do it. And I, and I really, I really like that. And I think that's, that's, that's some really valuable tips for, for, for our listeners, especially. So when you, and hopefully we can just build this out a little bit. So when you, when you start off build, building your, your solution or your model, you, I presume you don't get into any of the design aspects from the start. You just, you just do some quick prototyping and try and figure out what the data is actually telling you. Is that, is that kind of, is that seem yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I'm starting the visual part really, really at the end of the, of the process. Most of the time I'm, I'm trying to find out what is the story, what is the direction I want to take, and I explore all kinds of, uh, I explore the, the data. When I start to create, for example, the color themes in, in my, or the backgrounds in my report, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's 
basically at the end of, of the challenge because I'm doing like this because I really want to use the backgrounds or the colors to set up a tone to the to the general background. I mean, it can be white background or dark background. It can be uh, something uh, attention. You have to look at this or so you really, I mean, you don't have to decide from the beginning what are the colors, what are the graphs or, or any of that. I mean, I think in the write-ups, I'm putting some print screens of my reports, how they look at the beginning. I mean, they're only tables, no, no special effects, nothing. It's just, it's just tables and data and facts. Yeah, I love that. And I think that because when, when, when some Power BI developers look at really nice reports, they think, oh, how do I even get to that? How do I get to that point? And you get a bit overawed by what it takes to actually get to this end product that looks really compelling but i think the the key takeaway there is just don't worry about that stuff early on just get your you know your your model your tables optimized your model developed just try and first of all work out the story that can be told with the data you know try and really drill into the key aspects of the data and then once you nail those down and you really understand what you're trying to tell with your report, well, that's when you can start thinking about a little bit more about the creative side of things. Maybe, you know, find some inspiration around how you want to design a report after that time. And, you know, to me, it sounds like that is how you are generally approaching things. Yes. And then there's, I think, the videos you can find in, on the platform, they are very useful. I mean... I'm still uh, watching these uh, this, uh, videos and there are a lot of techniques and a lot of uh, segmentations and a lot of uh, uh, tips that you describe that are very useful and then they, they can be uh, implemented in the, in the reports. So all these techniques, it's also something I, I learned from the platform and I'm trying myself to, to test them out and to see how it goes in the reports. So you have everything on the platform, really. I mean... Uh, it's maybe the, the background or the colors that you can uh, find uh, on, on Google or on Bing uh, that can, can help you put something interesting or some colors. But from the technical point of view, from the analytical point of view, and also from the visual point of view, there are a lot of reports and a lot of examples uh, uh, you did in the past that are very, very useful. That's great. That's great. So you've, you've been able to leverage off even, even some of my, my own work in the past. Of course. <laughs> of course, I think that every report I create, there's something uh, uh, I learn on the platform. That's great. That's great. Okay, so let's. So I think I think that's that's some super stuff. Like, and and this is a big recommendation from from how you approach it. I think this is really valuable. Is don't worry about the creative side to begin with. Really dig into the data. Try and find out what the story is that you can tell around the data that you've got. Then. Once you know that story, once you know what that story is, then you can overlay some some anal some analyst analytical techniques with some formula or you know with some 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 mod some, mod some modeling, and then once you get to that point, because you can really dive into the key parts of the story, well, that's when the creative side comes in. That's where the design comes in, and I think that's where we'll go to next. Where once you get to that point, where do you look for inspiration around your your designs because some of your designs are so unique and so out there you know you're obviously i i you know you, maybe you're dreaming maybe maybe you're going to sleep and dreaming these up but uh, you know is, is there places that you go to that give you give you inspiration around how you design these yeah i think uh, there's no 
special place where I can find inspiration. I think I can find inspiration everywhere. And I can use my phone and find an application and find some buttons or a navigation that can that can I uh, that I remember. It's like it's like practice. You know, I see a lot of things that are interesting. I record them somewhere in my head. And sometimes when I see the when I when I'm advanced in a challenge, I can say, okay, maybe I can use this. Or sometimes I can watch dribble or pin interest and I can find some visual aspects for them from the design point of view. I can look at logos, I can look at images, I can look at graphs that can that can be created in Power BI, but basically they are rarely made in Power BI. They are made in Photoshop, Illustrator, or or other other tools. But uh, the image, the way the colors are constructed, the graphs that that are presented can inspire me to create something. And sometimes I'm I have in my mind uh, I don't know an inspiration, a photo, and at the end my report. Uh, it has something like that, but you know, completely different. It's something like uh, that, like the reports you created. You know, you, you have the images that uh, that 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 you show in on uh, on the platform, and when, when you you are inspired by these techniques, you create something. But at the end, it can be much better than the the, the original photo. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't agree with you more. And and one thing I I think would be worth highlighting here is that now. I mean, obviously, my background is more Power BI, so I can speak to that a little bit better. But the flexibility that you have with the way you design your reports, these you know, with, within Power BI, is incredible. Really, I mean, you can you can literally get inspiration from anything. You get inspiration from a website or a PowerPoint presentation, and there is ways to replicate that in some way inside of Power BI. Now, this wasn't always the case, but it certainly is now with all of these new features and elements that they're bringing into the design side of things. I was wondering, you know, because you've also got some Tableau experience as well, is it the same on Tableau? Do you have that same flexibility and around how you can, can actually design things to what you we, we, we have now with Power BI? Well, it depends. I really liked working on Tableau, and Tableau is a very... Um, visual tool. I mean, it was made to, to have the flexibility of creating custom visuals and create really whatever you want to create. Uh, the advantage of Power BI is the analytical point of view. Uh, the fact that you can have DAX, that you have M, and you can you can put your data in a, in a way that will facilitate the, the, the way you present. I think this is the, the major advantage of Power BI. I think that the, the two tools allow the users to create a lot of visuals and a lot of way of, of presenting the, the, the data. You know, if you want to create some really nice visualizations in Tableau, you really need to be uh, very advanced also in using Tableau. It's, it's the same in, in Power BI. If you really want to do very nice dashboards and very, very nice analysis, you need to know also DAX, you need to know also M, you need to know also visualizations. So, yeah, the tool is what I think what is important is what you want to create, the story you want to create, because this story you can create it in Tableau, in Power BI, in Click, or in, in, in PowerPoint. It doesn't matter the tool. What matters is the story, the analysis, and the path you take to, to tell the story to someone in order to have a, an action plan or something. Right. Now, are you translating a lot of these creative ideas into the workplace. So 
the the Power BI challenge I know is is a a venue where you can you, you know you can really extend your creative creative mind and your analytical mind as as, as much as possible. Do you feel like it, it tr is translating into work that you are doing or others are doing within the workplace? Yes, yes. I, I think very fast uh, you can see the, the, the effects of, uh, of these challenges in my, in, uh, my daily work. I mean, I can come examples, you know, I'm working for finance, but sometimes I'm talking with uh, people that are not coming from the financial uh, world and I cannot really show them the reports I create them because the data can be sensitive. But I can show them what Power BI can do. You know, you can have countries that can say, okay, I would like to go on Power BI, but what can I do in Power BI? So I can show them the, the reports I created and say, okay, you can do this and you can do that. And, and uh, if you need some help, I can help you. And this is, uh, this is something that is very useful. Uh, and then for the for the reports I'm creating myself, I can find some techniques uh, to, to to incorporate and and improve the the, the visuals and the, the the way I'm I'm working. So sometimes I can really gain a lot of time because I can take the the report, you know, the the navigation or the visuals or the backgrounds, and I can really implement them very fast in a report. So this is something that really helps and it helps in my work it helps also others because i can share new things with them and also the challenges help me a lot in in the self-control part because as in the daily job you have to do a report in a, a specific timeline you have to respect your uh, time uh, you have to respect your engagement and uh, uh, in a challenge you, you have two weeks to create your report after one week, maybe you are behind, maybe you have some problems, so you have to go, go back, but you really need to, to, to finish your, your reporting time. So this is something that helps you prepare in your work and uh, be more in control of your work and do not let the stress affect uh, your, your daily job. So I think there are really many things that you can take from these challenges in your, in your daily job. That's great. When you, when you are showcasing your excellent work to your colleagues internally, what are some of the reactions that you get? Yes, they say they, they, they couldn't think that you can do reports like this in Power BI. Yeah. They, they never so, saw reporting like this in, in any tool they, they had before. So are they, are they completely bought in? Are they, are they like, come in, you know, are they, are they basically like, come and do all my analysis for me right now? Or like, how, how is it, how is it kind of, how, how are you continuing the impact longer term with all your stakeholders? Well, when I present this to, to them, I, I'm working in, in Paris for the corporate company, so I cannot really create reports for, for everyone. But what I propose to them is to come into a shared community and uh, stay in touch there. And, uh, and if they have questions, to, to, to ask the, the questions they have and and I will, I will answer and I will, help, I will help them. So I will not make reports for, for everyone, but I will help them improve their skills so that they can achieve their own reports. And how are you, how are you building this community within your organization? Are you, is there a specific tool that you're, that you're using for collaboration? So we are using uh, mostly uh, internal tools from Microsoft tools. So we have, we have Teams, uh, then we have also a private social, social uh, program. 
so we discuss uh, we discuss there we, we can share reports we can share news we can share uh, blogs uh, videos we stay in touch uh, like this and how how because obviously you're not you're not in the it team or anything like that you're not on the you're not even in the data and analytics team you're sort of more on the front lines in corporate and finance so how how are you how how are you finding the you know deployment of power bi what what are the what are the 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 best what are some of the challenges maybe but also some of the the, the wins that you are having doing more on the self self service side of things i think uh, deployment of power bi what is very important is the the governance the governance aspect i think people need to to be aware of what they can do and to set up common rules of what people should do or should not do especially if you are in a in a premium environment you have to 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 know what are the best practices you need to to, to know how to work and you, you really need to work in a, in a same way with uh, with the other countries so you need to be in control of of what is created then the self bi i think it's very important that's something every company I think they, they, they target to, to go there self-BI, but before going to self-BI, you need to, to have different controls to make sure that people do the right thing and to give them the opportunity to create, uh, to, to grow, to learn, and to, to put in place analysis that they need. It's good, uh, for example, to have a sandbox environment and a production environment and, sell, and have people control the reports that have to switch from one environment to the other and uh, all kinds of aspects like this mm. and was all this was 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 this set up as you were getting into power bi or has this evolved as as you have sort of showcased what power bi can do uh, everything everything evolves even the tool evolves every month we have new new things and from the governance point of view what we have now it was not possible two years ago i mean even today the uh, the, the news we find about composite models they they really change the the perspective and the the way uh, the reports will be done in the future so it's very it's very important to be aware and to to really learn and continue learning and watching what's happening with power bi but uh, of course uh, the tool and the adoption of the tool increases with good uh, people creating reports and answering the good questions because also in a company it doesn't matter your report is very very good and very from the design point of view it really needs to be useful and it doesn't it don't it has to be useful but it, and also it has to be shown in the right moment so show the good data at a good moment and also if you have also a, a good re, a report from the design point of view it will also help but in the company i think what comes first is the performance of the tool and then the design of the of the yeah both both to me are a very key aspects of your sort of missing one one of those you know it really detracts from the value and the impact that you can have from your your analytical solution that you're you've developed one, one thing that i think would be good to just to go into next is so you're sitting in your your current role and you're in the sort of corporate area the finance area of of the organization 
how are you, you know, th- there's probably many aspects to your role, right? There's many pieces of analysis that you can do. Maybe maybe you need to do some forecasting analysis. Maybe you need to do some financial reporting. Maybe you need to do some markets analysis or or, or payments analysis or something like that, bank, bank account analysis. How do you go about structuring which reports to build? Because I think what you're what we can see within organizations, and I have seen this myself, is that even within a small business function, you have 20 to 30 reports. And so I think it's a, ch- a challenge, but also important to work out, okay, how can we consolidate all of the relevant information into maybe four or five reports, you know, that, you know, uh, span maybe three to five pages. So I, I want to sort of just understand how you have tackled that within your current role, because I think, I think that's going to be really valuable, you know, for others to develop a framework around how they can approach that too. Yeah, I think that the answer of this question is uh, good project management. I mean, you need to have a common project between uh, departments, even in finance, you can have different finance, uh, accounting, uh, treasury, and other departments. You need to have a, a common, a common goal. You need to identify who are the, the users who will look at, at these reports. You need to really understand uh, their daily job. What are the problems? What, what are they work, how they are working today? Where are they losing time? You need to really assess all these uh, aspects. You need to, to write it down. Uh, you need to, to ask questions. I think you really need to listen what's what's going on. And then you need to, to work with them because we are also talking about uh, change management. People are not used to using uh, BI tools. So you need to engage with them very early and also work with them on prototypes even before uh, working on the project. And then, uh, you know, in finance, uh, especially in big companies, you really have a lot of data. So you can't do everything. You need to, to engage also with the good resources from the data engineer point of view, a data scientist maybe if you have predictions, and you have to have a, a sponsor. So you have to have a, the buy-in of the management because that's also something that will drive the, the change. So if you have all these aspects and you really do the project management part as you need and you really focus and put a planning in front of the of the of the project and you you show to the uh, end users what they will have at the end i think this is the the key uh, of uh, of having a good project and having also a good a good buy you know, from the from the end users yeah like that it, it sounds like you know you're 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 suggesting that there, there's got to be some good planning here you can't you know you don't just want to throw tools in front of everyone from day one you you, you want to kind of you want to try and work across cross-functional, you know, have a cross-functional strategy where everyone is sort of planning things out a little bit. With, with, with that, how have you, within Power BI, we have, work, we have these workspaces. And what I want to understand, and I'm not sure if there's a similar thing in Tableau, maybe there is, but how, how have you gone about setting up your workspaces uh, within, within your company? Is it, has it been by, by business function? Has it been within teams, within business functions? How, how has that been organized? Well, I think uh, we do not have a, a common uh, rule for, for all, all the company. Uh, it is set up. I think it, it was created 
by the people who are designers in Power BI, which are not so many. Everyone organized as they as they as they wanted a bit, and uh, then uh, they started to to be more uh, to to pay attention of how they they work with these workspaces once we we switched on on premium. So yeah, the the workspaces we create, we pay attention of how we name them. For example, you. We have some also some abbreviations of the countries to know from which countries these reports, these workspaces are coming. We are working on premium, so we are watching how we can do also the difference between the personal workspaces, sandbox workspaces, testing workspaces, etc. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I think that a lot of organizations, as as Power BI has has evolved and grown in popularity are finding that they are just swamped in workspaces. There's just so many historic workspaces that have been created, then a new workspace is created. And I was, uh, you know, I just wanted to understand a little bit more in, 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 in a real world aspect, how to maybe manage that a little bit better, or from your perspective, how, how would you manage it a little bit better? By the sounds of it, maybe, are you saying that you had some prototyping workspaces, but then you also had some production workspaces, and then you also maybe had uh, it broken down by region? Is is that is does that sound right? Yeah, it's it's exactly like this. I think we 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 had when we switched to, to premium, really paid attention to all these workspaces. So we started analyzing and seeing what do we have, and we switched only what we wanted on, on the on, on premium. So. We had this work uh, done and uh, that was very useful. And it showed us that uh, we really have to pay attention and have very clear governance rules for, for, for all, these, uh, all these aspects. But yeah, you have by region, you can have by department, you can have, uh, there, are, there are many ways of organizing, but uh, you really need a, a strong governance all around the world. That means a very tight governance to, to really impose a way of, of organizing and uh, it can work for some companies for some companies there's a lot of uh, freedom i think for for different countries so i think there's no example a best practice that can work everywhere so it's uh, it's something uh, quite uh, difficult to answer i don't have a solution yeah. a perfect solution for organizing this yeah, I think I think I think this is this is this is really a challenge that a lot of a lot of uh, organizations are facing. I, I I know this for a fact, and I think you know some of it has to do with the power, the especially with Power BI, the product has evolved so much. Like the the ability to create apps, for example, has only been within workspaces has only been around for twelve to eighteen months. The whole redesign of of the online service uh, in particular has meant that you know you probably need to evolve how you how you organize your workspaces. So. I think to me, my take is that it can evolve, like how you organize the governance around these workspaces and the way that you collaborate within small teams, it can evolve. And I think that it depends on the business requirements. Maybe maybe you want to create workspaces around sort of like your agile units, you know, that focus on say customer satisfaction or, you know, it doesn't even need to be about departments or teams. It could be a, 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 about a whole range of things. It's, it's totally depends on how you want to, how you, how you want to structure it, how you want to govern it within um, your own environments. I completely agree. It evolves a lot, the, the, the tool, and that's also the beauty of the tool. It's, uh, you can really organize uh, as you want. 
I think the most important part is to really separate the, the production and then the, the, the sandbox for new users, especially that if, if you want to go to, towards uh, self BI and uh, give the possibility to, to people to, to learn Power BI, to test the Power BI and uh, be there in support to help them achieve the good level of, uh, of knowledge so that they can be independent and answer their, their own questions. Yeah, I really, I really love that actually. And, and this is one of my own big learnings is that you do want to, you know, if you want to empower a self-service, have a, have, an, have a space where everyone can prototype and they can test, but then also have a space where, like the production space, where, you, where the, the reports that you really push out to your executives and your management level and maybe make it all the way up to the board. So, you, so, and these are the reports that, are, that are, have been audited and, you know, every, everyone is, there's a, a confidence level that the reports are the, the, the one version of the truth, you know? So I think splitting those development areas apart is, is crucial and not, and, and just, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you sort of just give everyone free reign and then everyone just start, starts throwing up their prototypes and all of these, all of these meetings, I think that that's where you can get into a bit of a mess. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, you said the right word. BI is about confidence. It takes time to, to, to build the confidence and the confidence can be lost very fast. So you have to really pay attention to this and really uh, uh, be aware of all this uh, single point of truth about performance, about the, the reports you create. But what, Because what you want to avoid is to have the same kind of report but with, with different data that is presented in the same time to, to executive or, or to the board. So uh, this is something that, yeah, that you have to pay attention. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're getting to the end here, Alex. And I think we'll just finish with a couple more questions. I want to throw this one out to you. What, what are some of the most interesting things that you are doing right now with Power BI? You don't have to get into specifics, but what maybe like some broad, broad overview, like the impact, like what sort of impact are you having yourself with some of the Power BI work that you are doing within within your business? What, what is interesting in the position I have now is that the reports I build, they have a, a, a huge uh, population. There are a lot of people who will uh, look at, at these reports. So it will have an impact not only in France, but maybe in uh, 10, 20 countries at the same time. So I think these kind of reports can, can also, also set a limit. You know, an it can be an example of what it can be done with Power BI, with Power BI if it is done correctly. So I, I really like this, uh, these projects uh, I'm working on because uh, I know they, they will help in the adoption of, of, the, of the tool inside all the organization. And what I would like to, to see is that one day everyone can have access to, to these reports and they in so that they can concentrate more on analyzing and creating good uh, storytelling for their presentations and driving change not only from the bi point of view but also from the organiza organization point of view i think this is the purpose of the bi and uh, i think in, i'm in a, a good position to to to, to drive this change yeah, my, my key takeaway from that is that you're getting immense scale out of your your activities, like what what, what you are doing, right? In the past, we were 
all so siloed and you know the best you could probably produce was like a powerpoint presentation that would be hidden in some sharepoint folder but now you're creating something in one part of the world you're putting it up into the power bi online service into the cloud and then that report is literally one click away for everyone in every region on any device you know and it, that just brings in if, and if you can get multiple people doing exactly the same thing you just get this huge just sounds like you get this immense scale out of your bi activities that just wasn't possible before yeah and i think this is something uh, very good because at the end of the day we are working with people and when you help people do their job better and when you help them you know reduce the the, the manual work I think uh, everyone is happy and everyone is working with pleasure and everyone will do their best to, to have the, the biggest impact in the jobs they have. And I think uh, BI is something, uh, business intelligence is something everyone uh, is going to uh, today, especially for Power BI, with the cloud, with all the, the tools and, and all the technologies we have today. And it's very interesting to see what is the, the path Microsoft will take or Tableau will take and all the, all the industry because uh, uh, for sure this is the future. Yeah, pretty exciting where things are going. This leads me to uh, the last question. Last question before we round off because it's been an, an, awesome, an awesome episode going over lots of great aspects of you know, your, your, you know, your experience and, and, and I've, I've, you know, I've learned a little bit about your storytelling framework, you know, especially, which I've really liked. But last question, last question. What, what are you most excited about in the space of BI and, and, Power, and Power BI in particular for the future? Oh. There's a lot of development happening and there's obviously, it's not, not going to stop. So what are some of the things that you're, you're really excited about how you'll be able to use these tools in the future? Well, there are a lot of things I'm excited about from the, I think what is important is this, uh, the, the composite models. Uh, I think they are going to be uh, very important for the, for the organization. Then the, the tool also has more and more artificial intelligence, AI uh, analysis that I think uh, also will, uh, will develop in the future and it will uh, facilitate the creation of, of reports and the, the Q&A. I think this is also something uh, that can be very, very interesting to, to, to follow. And, and also what I like about Power BI is that you have a lot of content uh, today compared to, I don't know, four or three years ago. And, uh, and everyone uh, finds out every day that you have more possibilities to, to do in this, in this tool. And with also with the challenges I see on Enterprise DNA, I can see that the limits uh, are broke all the time. And uh, I can see reports that uh, I couldn't believe that it, they can be created uh, before. I can see analysis that I couldn't believe that it can be created. So from the learning point of view, it, it, it opens your mind and it really uh, shows you that you never have to stop learning you never have to, to stop uh, saying that you are an expert or you know everything. So I think uh, this is something that I'm excited because I, I'm, I like to learn and I like to, to see what others are doing with this tool. Great. That's a, a, a super way to end. And I, I think just having that, you know, I, I certainly get this vibe from you that you've got this intellectual curiosity. And I think that that is a powerful attribute 
especially in the BI, the business intelligence space, because it's evolving so fast. But there's also this world of opportunity. So I think having having that attribute is or, or trying to build that attribute within within yourself is you know there's there's no way that you're you know you're you're always going to do well. There's there's always just so many opportunities available to you. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, Alex. Okay, so let's round off, uh, Alex. Really, really appreciate your time on on this particular episode, and we've all we're all going to benefit a lot um, once we re- once we release this out to the world, and also you know. It's, it's so great to have you as part of the enterprise DNA community and producing uh, such incredible submissions on the challenge and, and really inspiring a lot of people uh, around what can be achieved, not only within, within your, your own organization, but also within the enterprise DNA community. So, so really, really, really glad to have you a part of it and, and also looking forward to collaborating more in, in the near future. You know, collaborating more on the content side and 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 getting your perspective and your skills out um, more broadly to to our audience and to to those with connections into enterprise DNA. So yeah, thanks thanks a lot for today, and really looking forward to collaborating more in the future. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. All. Okay, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, the Analytic Mind. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening app. And uh, don't hesitate to leave us some feedback. We always read it. Uh, we're always trying to improve what we're doing here. You know, so really, really appreciate, really appreciate that if, uh, if you find the time to, to do that. Okay, let's wrap things up. Thanks everyone again. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Alex. Have a, have a good, uh, have a good uh, break over New Year and uh, look forward to next episode. Okay, take care. Thanks for tuning in everyone. It's great to be connected and I hope you are enjoying the content we're creating through the Analytic Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this session, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of each episode as we release them. If you want to learn more about Enterprise DNA and the many initiatives we're working on, check out www.enterprisedna.co. There we have a range of resources to download events to attend, and information to explore. We're leading the charge around this new paradigm we're living in, where tools like Power BI can literally change how an organization manages, analyzes, and distributes insights that can make an impact. It's an exciting moment in the analytics space. So glad that you're on this journey with us. Take care.